Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 59. Um, so today, finally back out of long vacation. Um, gonna get into some, gonna get into some talk here. And you know, listen, if I, if I seem to be, uh, getting sidetracked or shouting about a game, I'm watching Liverpool, they're about to kick off in five. So I got that on the screen. So, I mean, you know, just bear with me on that. Um, but we're gonna get into some stuff. Um, so I'm not going to give my... We're going to go through... We'll actually go through Premier League match day predictions too. So I'm doing Premier... I'm doing... I didn't do a podcast last weekend. Obviously, last weekend I was on vacation, but I did do my Premier League predictions. I went... I had six wins, three losses, two draws last weekend. Um... So good start. I'm really hot right now. I have right now. I have what was it? Where's it at? Right now I have one, two, three, four. I already have six wins. I have two losses and one draw. Liverpool and Palace about to play. I have Liverpool three zero. Uh, score doesn't matter as much as the win. Kind of doing it how I'll do the NFL season. So yeah, I did well in that. We're going to talk in May. There's a ton to discuss in May for a bit. I uh, had some questions from a couple of my uh, friends. Fletcher wanted me to talk about training camp report for the Patriots, so we will definitely do that. Uh, just some stuff that I heard and how I think their season's going to go. Actually, we'll wait on that because we're going to get into my second-to-last NFL season predictions. I'll do one more right before the season starts. Um, for M. May, uh, for my friend Tate, he wants me to talk about Bo Nickel, what his future could look like in the UFC. We'll definitely get into that. We'll take a look at upcoming cards. Before we do that, though, we'll do what's next because I haven't talked about UFC 277. UFC Fight Night, Santos uh, Hill, and this last weekend's uh, Vera vs. Cruz. Will John Jones fight this year? An update on Conor McGregor. And uh, we'll update you on the fourth fan fight pick standings. This might be the tightest finish we've had in fan fight picks. And we have one more event left before this fourth one ends. Um, so we'll get into that. Then we're going to get into the New England Patriots talk. Then we're going to do my predictions. And then we're going to do a little fantasy football talk. I'm not going to give away my rankings right now. I'm gonna, I've been kind of deep diving into where I think... Uh, my what my rankings are going to be. So I have, I'm not going to release that now. That'll be on next week's podcast. I'm going to do two love slash hate players for each position. Um, that would be the guys that would probably be in my top 16 at each position. I want to try to go high end here. Um, and it's not that I, and on the hate side, it's like, it's not necessarily I hate them. Like I wouldn't take them. It's more, I wouldn't take them. Some guys I would not take on this list. There are both my running backs I would not take in fantasy. One of my tight ends I would not take. Some of the other guys are where they're being drafted. I would not take where they're being drafted. Uh, then we're going to get to my two biggest boomer bust, riskiest picks. So I'm going to name two guys that I think could really boom or they could really bust. And that's why they're risky in my top 16. So I got two of each for quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. I'm going to give you five running backs that could shine that are outside of my top probably 20. Five running backs I think could shine this year. Three guys at each position that will play above their ADP and three guys that will go under. Okay, so I have a lot I have a lot of guys. I have three at each position for above and under quarterbacks, running backs, receivers. Did I do tight ends? I did do tight ends. Okay, yeah. So we're going to get into that last. Um, but yeah, next week I'll release my rankings because I did a, I had a my first money league fantasy draft was last night. Um it was a, it's a dynasty league, so the rankings are a little different. You kind of draft differently. We're going to go – before we get into fantasy football talk, I'll go through my team and how – I'll tell you guys how I drafted in that league. 
Um, but it, it's a lot different than doing a real, you know, what my league on Saturday is a keeper. So I kept Jonathan Taylor and then my league on Sunday, it will be a keeper this year though. It's a full redraft, but then we're going to turn it into a keeper because we've been going on for like two, three, you know, we've been going on for like three, four years of this league now. So yeah, we're going to change it up, but Liverpool is about to kick off first home game, obviously a disappointing draw last week for the Reds one, two, two against Fulham. You know, giving away the giving away the penalty was what hurt, but you know we got the goal back. We had a plenty of time to go get a third, and we just couldn't do it. But I expect a good performance here. So I have three nil. Palace is a Palace is a underrated side though this year. Um, I think it's gonna it, it'll be it could be Palace was lost two zero to Arsenal last week, but I think it was competitive. I thought it was a competitive game. That's why I think if Liverpool wins two three zero, I still think it's competitive. Like Palace will create chances. They do. I mean Zaha's a tremendous player. Eze up top. At striker. I mean, they got a really good team. They're playing a back three. They're playing three center backs today, probably to deal with you know Liverpool really gets after it. So I'm I'm guessing that's why they're they're doing that. Which I I don't I don't disagree with them. I think uh, yeah I would too. You want Liverpool is going to attack. Nunez does get the start today. He came off the bench last week. A goal and an assist off the bench. I think people after two preseason games, I think people uh, criticized him a little too quick. And Klopp said that today. He got criticized too quick. He's going to be an unbelievable player. Not sure how many goals he'll score this year because Salah's going to get a lot as well. Salah had a goal. Um, so we'll see, though. About to kick off. Luis Diaz starts. So, so Luis Diaz on the left. Nunez down the middle. Salah on the right, of course. It's going to be Milner and Harvey Elliott, the central midfielders. This uh, Our central, our defensive midfield will be Fabinho. And then we're starting Nat Phillips today because injuries. Joel Matip still hurt. Kanate's uh, hurt. So they didn't start Joe Gomez, though. They started Nat Phillips with uh, Van Dyke, which Nat Phillips hadn't played since he had to play basically all year in the COVID season. Not the COVID season, the year after the COVID season. No, it wasn't. The... He had to play a lot because of Virgil's injury. Uh, Trent outright, obviously Nat and Virgil, and then uh, Robertson will be uh, Robertson will be out left. Expect us to dominate this game, but we see Nat Phillips, big game for him. Uh because soon, I don't know how long Kanate and uh, Matip are going to be out. So, I mean, I, I don't know if Joe Gomez isn't fully fit. This is why he isn't starting, because I would think he's better. But here we go. Let's get into it. Like I said, my Premier League predictions. Uh, I actually went really good on the scores this week. I had Villa beating Everton. They won. I had Arsenal beating Leicester. They won. Manchester City beating Bournemouth. They did win. Nunez early. Oh, Milner. Oh, skies it over. Good chance early here. Liverpool minute in, almost scoring here. Uh, Wolves Fulham, I did predict, uh, predicted a draw. Uh, Manchester United, I've been beating Brentford. What a disaster they've been, huh? We're gonna, uh, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a huge soccer uh, segment next week. I, I want to plan better for it because there's still a lot of transfers going on and stuff, and so we'll talk about that next week. Uh, Leeds and Southampton, I predicted two two draw. It was a two two draw. Newcastle Brighton, I had one one draw. It did end a draw zero zero, so that's a win. Uh, a loss for me. West Ham losing Nottingham Forest one 0 I mean, geez. And then uh, Tottenham and Chelsea, I had Tottenham winning, but it was a draw, so it counts as a draw. That's the only draw I have. But now I got Liverpool 3-0 over Palace. Let's get an MMA talk. So from Tate, good friend Tate, he was in the Dynasty League last night. What do I think Bo Nickel's future looks like in the UFC? Okay, so Bo Nickel is, a, I believe, a three-time Division One champion from Penn State. He had one fight, and then Dana White brought him to the Contender Series. He had his first contender series fight, not this weekend, but the fall, the one, the one prior. He won quickly, rear naked choke. I think, I think it was, a, yeah, it was rear naked choke. Um, and then 
he the UFC did not give him a full contract, which people were kind of shocked. They said they wanted one more in the contender series. I don't understand it. I think he should be in the UFC now. Um, but he's going to fight a 7-1 guy. I don't know much about the guy he's fighting. September 27th, he does fight. So, quick turn. Uh, I mean, that, that's in a, you know, a month and a half. So, five, six weeks out. Uh, but, I mean, he only fought for two and a half minutes or whatever it was in his last fight. But they're giving him a guy that's got more experience. The guy he just fought was 3-0. and This guy's 7-1. and one, So, a little more experience. I mean, Dana White knows what he's doing, though. He's like, let's get in the contender series again. Let's give him more, you know, 7-1 and one guy. If he gets the 7-1 and one guy out of there quickly, then... Then uh, I think it's uh yeah he's in the UFC for sure. I I actually think if he wins dominantly no matter what, as long as it's not a competitive fight, I think they'll give him they'll put him in the UFC. If he just goes out there and dominates the guy, they'll put him in the UFC. I think he's got a good future. I mean let's look him up. Let's look up Bo Nickel, huh? I like Bo Nickel. Yeah, again I'm gonna take it. I'm not gonna rush through this. We're not gonna rush through this part. We're gonna go slow. I mean we're gonna be talking about Liverpool and Tottenham. He's 26. Okay, so. Again, let's see. Where's it at? He was a finalist. He did not make the U.S. He did not make the Olympic team, which is okay. That's fine. He's a three-time champion. Um, he was a and a finalist in 2016. A three-time Big Ten Conference champion. He's six one, one eighty five. He's a middleweight. Uh, I think, and he looks good at middleweight. Like it doesn't look like. First off, he knows how to cut, but it doesn't look like. You know. He. Uh, he really has to. He really has to cut much. He looks good at middleweight. I don't know what he's cutting from. Um, what what did he did he wrestle? I don't know what he doesn't say here. What he wrestled at NCAA record. He was one hundred twenty and three. Okay, <laughs> hundred. So he wrestled at one hundred ninety seven pounds. So he probably he doesn't look like he's like huge. Though. So I'm wondering, did he only cut? I bet he only cut 10 pounds. I bet he's only 207. So that's a 20 pounds for him is an easy cut um, at middleweight. That's no problem at all. At all, no problem. So, yeah, I think he's got a bright future. I, they're, they're not going to rush him. Now, do I? Here's what I, here's what I do know. He wants to go at it quickly. So I think if he wins this fight, all right, we're going to talk about his future, right? If he wins this fight, that gets him to 3-0. So... You know, I say his first two fights will be kind of uh, more developmental. I don't think it'll be, you know, I don't think they'll throw him to a top 15 guy in his first two or three fights. I think by the time he's 5-6-0, oh, he's probably fighting top 15. Middleweights, let's go to the middleweight rankings. I mean, I don't think middleweight's too deep. UFC rankings. Like, let's just see what, I mean, again, and I don't want to go on and say that he's just going to dominate people immediately in the UFC, because I think that's a little far. He looks like he's going to be pretty good. Okay, so Uriah Hall just retired, so there's going to be a new guy in the top 15. Man, I just really... I think by the time he's 5 or 6-0, and oh, they'll give him a guy, which who knows a Brad Tavares there. I think you'll see him fighting a guy like Tavares or... Somebody like that in the in the you know thirteen to fifteen range. By the time he's five six and zero, oh. you know I think they'll give him three fights outside the top fifteen before. But dude, I think he's got a bright future. He's only twenty six. He's he said he's ready to be active. You know, obviously that's showing. He's fighting in six weeks. You know, after uh oh, bad ball by Robertson. 
dealt with though. Okay. Uh, you know, he's ready to fight in six weeks. He wants to go. I think if he September, October, I think if he wins his fight, like I said, if he wins it handily in September and he looks good, I think you'll see him fight in December. I bet they put him on the December uh, pay-per-view, December 10th in, uh, in Vegas. I bet he's the opener of the, of the pay-per-view or he's, uh, he's the opener of the pay-per-view or he's the main event of the prelims. That is what I'm guessing is next for uh, Bonicle. Is is you know he wins this fight in September, December 10th. They either go December 10th, or he's gonna fight on like a December 3rd or December 17th fight night, and he'll be like in the main card. He could kick off the pay per view though of UFC uh, 282, I believe, in December. We'll get to that in a bit. I think he's got a bright future though. Good question by Tate. I was, uh, I'm glad he asked that. Um, I like Bo Nickel. He looked good, and I can't wait to see him fight September 27th and see what he does after. So let's look at some upcoming cards, huh? We just finished UFC Fight Night. We have UFC... What's coming up now? 280? I think it's 280. No. 278? Yeah, UFC 278. Usman Edwards, too. Uh, you know, you can tell what the UFC... UFC knows Usman is not a seller. They threw him in Salt Lake City. I mean, what what is that? Salt Lake City? And it's not the best card. Now, I will say, the last three fights of this main card are worth are worth the $70. So you're going to have Usman Edwards too. I like the fight. I'm not sure how action-packed that fight's going to be, though. I could really see it not being very action-packed. So, you know, we'll just see. Ball in. Harvey. Touch. Harvey. Oh, Harvey. Oh, could have been a goal for Liverpool. Trent. Trent. Backside. Darwin. Oh, Darwin Sky. He just mishit it. Oh, he mishit it. It should have been a goal for Liverpool again. Liverpool's really on him right now. Oh, it should have been a goal. Okay, but let's go back to the card. So you got Usman Edwards. Like I said, I don't know how action-packed that fight's going to be. Really don't. Oh, you got to take the sh- shot. Oh, he should have went near He should have went near post. Um, but then the Coleman event, I love this fight. This should be action-packed. Paulo Costa taking on uh, Luke Rockhold. Rockhold returning at middleweight. Looks to be in tremendous shape and ready to go. Um, Paul Acosta hasn't fought since he fought Vittori in that whole circus thing when he couldn't make 205 or couldn't make 185 and they end up bumping it up to uh, 205. So I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, ball into Luis Diaz. It's off the head of the palace, man. That's a corner. Um, but I hope Rockhold wins. I really hope he, if Rockhold gets a huge win, let's say he finishes Costa. I think he either fights the winner of Vittori and uh, Whitaker. Or they're going to give him a title shot. Because he's a big name. Uh, got Izzy and Prayer are going to fight. Neither of those guys obviously fought Rockhold. They don't really want to give a title shot to Vittori Whitaker next. I, Rockhold gets a knockout. He could leap into the top five. And he could fight for the title next. And then this one is a huge one at uh, 135. Um, Marab Divashili, I think say, say, I always I always butcher his name. Tough name to pronounce. Into in, in Robertson. Ball over, way over Andy. What is Andy doing? Harvey gets to it, though. Um, but Marab is a nightmare of a fighter. Unbelievable wrestler. On the feet, mm, gets a little dicey on the feet. He's not great on the feet. Uh, so we'll see what happens. 
Um, he's fighting Jose Aldo, the legend. If Aldo wins, I think he, even though Cheeto Vera just beat Dom Cruz, if Aldo wins, Aldo's fighting for the belt. Let's just be completely honest about it. Aldo's fighting for the belt. Um, but again, this card, you know, after those three, it's not a great card. You know, you got Marcin Tybora and Alexander Romanov. Romanov, I believe, is one of those, he's a younger cat, right? He's only 31, which is like 24 for heavyweight. You know, heavyweights can last a lot longer. He's 16-0, so I do want to see him. This is his first, uh, uh, first guy he's fought that's ranked in the UFC. So that's nice to see. He's going to fight Tybura. I think he should smoke Tybura, to be completely honest. Um, then you get Tyson Pedro versus Harry Hunsucker at light, light heavyweight. Not the best, but, you know, we do, you do what you do. Uh, so, yeah, it's, a, it's interesting. Sala doesn't get it clean, huh? Luis Diaz, though, we will take that. Um, so, you know, not a great card, but the last three fights are unreal. Those are great fights. I mean, high level at all, in all aspects, high level fighting. So I uh, like that card a lot. Then we get to a UFC fight night that's really good. First one in France, I believe. I believe they're looking to add some more bouts. Well, maybe not. Again, the top three. Um, you get the main event, Cyril Gaon, tied to Avasa. Two Avasa's coming off the knockout of uh, um, Derek Lewis. He's going to fight Gaon. Winner of this could be next in line. We'll see what happens with John Jones. We'll talk about that in a bit. And the co-main events, Whitaker, Vittori. They're one and two contenders, I believe. At middleweight, that is a high-level, high-level fight. Robertson, just not a good start to the game for him. Uh, Nazardine Imavov is fighting Yokon Buckley. Buckley's looks really good. Um, he's only 28. I love him. He's a stud. So ever since he got knocked out by Alessio Di Chirico, he's won three in a row. Knockout, split decision, knockout. So he's looked really good as of late. Um He's fighting a ranked fighter, though, isn't he? Yeah, he's fighting Imavov, who is a ranked fighter. I believe he's ranked 13. He's beaten Ian Heinish and Shabazian. I think this is a, I think this is a very good matchup. I think you would definitely say that Imavov has the better wins. He, he lost to Phil Haas. You know, he's four. He's 3-1 in the UFC. He's very good, though. This will be a great fight. That's a great card. I love that card. We'll just go through a couple more here. Um we got here and then we get on to another pay-per-view and two pay-per-views in a span of four week, three weeks expensive time they got to build this fight card and i heard they will this fight card sucks it's hamzat nate i know that sells itself but my words you got to put a better co-main event in there there's no good you got johnny walker and kutalaba jake collier chris barnett yeah, Aldana Chieson, Hakim uh, Dawadu versus Julian Rosa. It's like, hey, let's build this card, though, huh? This card stinks. I know. Well, Nate's on it. Nate Homs on it. You're going to get it for that. Okay, so let's get another fight night. Love this fight. Sandhagen versus Song Yadong. Jija uh, Chikadze versus Sadiq Youssef. Aspen Ladd, Sarah McMahon. Anthony Hernandez, Mark andre Berriot. Um, Tanner Bozer's back. Sajara Eubanks versus Marina Moros. Uh, Sabatini's on the card against Damian, uh, Damian Jackson. Good fight night. Good fight night. Let's get to... We'll get to UFC, we'll get to UFC 280. We'll get to the next pay-per-view. Uh, this fight night. Mackenzie Dern. Uh, Yan Shion. Okay, this fight night's not... Randy Costa's on the card. Brendan Allen, Jocko. Garbrandt, Ronnie Yaya. That'll probably be the co-main. Uh, Garbrandt back. He needs a win in the worst way. In the worst way. That will be October 1st, right? So then they take a week break. UFC Fight Night, uh, 212, October 15th, um, before the big one. Do they have a main event? Yep, Jerry Cannonier, Sean Strickland. 
Also, Cub Swanson making his Bantamweight debut uh, against Jonathan Martinez. Roy Val versus Askarov. That's huge. Uh, Viviana Rajo versus Grasso. Great fight. Great fight night. And the big one. This is the one everyone's waiting for. October 22nd. Charles Oliveira, Islam Mahachev for the undisputed lightweight title. Oliveira technically not the champion because the missed weight. Islam. Aljamain Sterling defends his title against TJ Dillashaw. Uh, you get Peter Jan, Sean O'Malley in the third slot, which is the always when they do two title fights. I love when they do a really good, they, I call this the highlight slot. Peter Jan, Sean O'Malley is, is an unbelievable fight. I cannot wait for this fight. People are already counting Sean O'Malley out. I think, I know Jan is ranked one, but this style, Jan isn't going to, there's going to be really no grappling. So, I mean, I love this fight for for, for uh, uh, Sugar Sean. It's going to be an awesome fight. You also get Benil Dariush, Matisse Gamrot. You get Bilal Muhammad, Sean Brady, Marina Rodriguez, Amanda Lemos fighting for a potential title shot. Uh, Nikita Krylov, Volkan, Ozdemir. This fight card's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. This fight card's insane. Wow. All right. So we dug into that. What else? What are we doing next year? What's next after UFC 277 and UFC Fight Night, Santos Hill? We're going to go a little quickly on these. I don't want to spend too much time. I'm just going to give my quick hitters on who I think guys should fight next. Um, so, yeah, we just have we'll, – we'll do the we'll, – you know, yeah, we'll start on the most recent one. Vera versus Cruz. You know, I had Cruz winning. He was winning the fight. This fight card was not good, so we're just going to talk about – the main two guys. So let's go to the UFC rankings and we'll decide who I think they should fight next. Let me get a drink real quick. Okay. Athlete rankings. Into Robertson. Robertson on his right foot, though. It's Luz Diaz. Handball. Handball. It's a handball. And he's grabbing him. Takes it a foot. It's a handball by Crystal Palace, is it not? It hit his arm, Luz. It's a handball. Okay, no call on the handball. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so Marlon Chito Vera, they haven't updated the rankings. I believe they do that on Tuesdays. I think for Vera, the if Corey Sandhagen gets a win, well, even if Song Yudong gets a knockout, he's going to jump into the top five. I think if Corey Sandhagen wins against Song Yudong, which I predict him to, that's the fight to make. Sandhagen, Song, Song Yudong. I think that's the fight to make. Oh, uh, Sandhagen versus uh, Marlon Vera after after they do. If Sandhagen wins, I think you do Sandhagen Marlon Vera. I don't think Vera deserves a title shot. Vera has been losing his last two. Besides the font fight against Edgar and Cruz, he's been losing and then got a knockout. You need to see. I don't think he can do that to Sandhagen. What he's done to Edgar and uh, what he's done to Edgar and uh, Cruz, I don't think he finishes Sandhagen like that. He's going to have to try to win differently. And that's what we want to see. For Cruz, it's tough, man. If he wants to keep fighting, I think... But I don't know if he'll be able to turn around and do Madison. Well, he could. That's in November. He's offsides by a mile. Good save, Allison! He's offsides. Yeah, he's offsides by a mile. Great save by Allison, though, if he wasn't. Um, I would like Cruz versus uh, Frankie Edgar for Frankie's retirement fight in November. I think that's the only fight to make for those guys. So, yeah, that fight card was not deep. I don't think this one was either, if I, if I remember correct results Jeff Neal Vicente Luque so where did Jeff Neal jump up to to 8 Luque's down to nine ten. 
Jeff Neal. I think if you're if Burns if they're not going to do Masvidal Burns, I don't know. Masvidal really can't fight right now because the uh, pending charges against Colby Covington for the assault. I think you do Gilbert Burns versus Jeff Neal. I think that's the fight to make. And for Vicente, he's already fought one. Man, it's tough. It gets real tough. Is there anybody on a win streak here? You could do Vicente versus Shavkat. That's a tough fight for Luke, man. That's a tough fight for Vicente. I think you could do Vicente versus Michelle Pereira, Lee Jingling, and get a very action-packed fight, though. I would not be mad at that at all. Great ball into Milner. Milner to Luis Diaz. Luis Diaz. Off Luis Diaz, damn it. So, yeah, I would do that. And then you got Jamal Hill, who's jumped up to sixth. Uh, they're doing Glover versus uh, Prohaska rematch. So you do, I think you do Jamal Hill versus Jan Blahovich. Or Jamal Hill versus Magomed and Goliath, one of the two. I think that's what's next. For Santos, he said he's going to keep fighting. Ryan Spann, I think, could be a fight next. Ryan Spann or Dustin Jacoby. I think that's who should be next for him. Okay, so that that is... Uh, so now we're getting to the pay-per-view. Nunez dominated Pena. Pena was tough, but let's get into... So Ankolaev, he's probably going to want... Uh, Blahovich. He's going to want Blahovich or he's going to want uh, Jamal Hill. Um, Pantoja got a very nice win. He is probably... So, the main event, Moreno is going to fight Figueredo. I think Pantoja fights the winner, for sure. Or Pantoja fights Kaikara France. I don't know. I would do Pantoja for the title next. Uh, for Kai Car France, obviously Moreno's going to fight Figueredo. Um, I think they run back Pavlovich and Lewis is what I've heard because the stoppage is kind of weird. For Kai Car France, Roy Val's fighting Oskarov, maybe Perez, or maybe Pantoja. I don't know. Kai Car France kind of in a sticky situation because Moreno's fighting Figueredo. There, that's one champion. Pantoja's at two. I don't think he's going to fight. I think he's going to wait out for the belt. Askarov and Roy Val are fighting at four or five. I don't know. That's it's a little interesting. Ball in. Good job by Sala. It's all right, though. Ball back into the box. Oh, I think Nunez is offsides, though. It's back in. Andy. Darwin. I think I think Darwin was offsides. They didn't call it, though. Uh, for Nunez. I think she's going to fight Valentina Shevchenko. But Shevchenko seems keen on staying, huh? So, Caitlin Vieira, I think, deserves the next shot if it's not Shevchenko. And for Pena, maybe... Why is number four Irene Aldana taking on... Uh, number 10, Macy Chase on. Is that a makeup fight? I don't know what they're doing. So, maybe Juliana Pena fights... If Aldana wins, she fights Irene Aldana. If Aldana beats Jason, I think that's the fight to make there. So yeah, those would be the fights I would make. Uh, we're not gonna. I'm gonna do fan fight pay, so and then John. Well, John Jones fight this year. I have no idea. He wants to fight in the December 10th pay per view in Vegas. They want to do Ngannou versus Jones, but I don't think Sala. Oh, he left it wide. That should have been a goal. Unbelievable. That should have been a goal. Great ball by Alexander Arnold. 
Uh, he wants to fight December 10th. They want to have him fight Ngannou, but Ngannou's probably not going to be ready till February or March. So, here's the thing. If Jones... If they're going to have Jones fight somebody but uh, Ngannou, which would be Stipe, I think he will fight this year. If they're going to hold Jones till Ngannou, then he will not fight this year. That's all I got. I don't know what else to say. I don't know what their plan fully is. I know they they want to do Ngannou-Jones next, but... If Jones wants to fight, they might just have to have him fight Stipe. Or the winner of Gone and uh, Tuavasa, I guess. Conor McGregor update. Obviously shooting the movie. Um, I think there's a chance at a December return. Um, they're gonna play this, they're gonna play this slow. They're gonna want Connor's gonna pick and choose because he knows this is you know, gotta make one more run here. He's gonna pick and choose. I think he's smart. He's smart to wait it out. I think a fight in December, if he fights December. I think a a Ferguson potential matchup, um, maybe maybe Max Holloway moving up, uh, maybe Gaethje. I think if he waits, I think you could see you could see Masvidal potentially. I don't know what they're gonna do though. I'm really interested to see what happens. I don't really know though in the update. I don't know the update of fighting. Uh, I know he he's he's training. He's full back. Tra- he's full time training. Um, so he's ready to go. Um, but we'll see. He's got the movie to shoot. That will be. I think I don't know when he'll be done with that. Um, maybe October. So December fight could happen. If not, maybe the January pay per view. Um, so the fan fight picks, like I said, the tightest they've ever been for a final fight. My brother Lucius is number one with sixty seven points. I am number two of sixty four. My cousin is number three of sixty three, and my dad's at sixty one. So six points from first to last. Anything could happen now when it comes down to this last fight card. Anything could happen. So yeah, that that's the last fight pick standings. I appreciate again. Thank you, Tate, for the question on Bo Nickel. I appreciate that. Now we're getting to Fletcher. Um, just going to go over a few things. I'm hitting the main things. Uh, you know, I'm going to do talk about the offense, the defense, and then some standouts. A uh, couple on the defense side, one on the offensive side. Mo Salah has the ball. Uh, it's a ball in. Don't like that ball to Milner. Oh, Miller down. Don't like that ball at all. Um, okay, so. Only thing I, so what I read on the offense is they've struggled to find consistency. And again, though, they're they are also playing. A, they're also going against a tough defense. Maybe you know top five defense every every day in camp. So you're not going to see that all the time. Um, but they've struggled to find consistency in the passing game. Uh, I think their run game is going to be fine with uh, Damian Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevens. I think they'll be just fine in the run game. It's all about getting consistent with the pass because you're going to have to throw it. You're going to have to throw it to win games still. I like Hunter Henry, their tight end. The receiver's interesting. They traded for Devontae Parker. Um, so who knows how, you know, if he can stay healthy, that could be a great pickup. So they just got to find consistency offensively. They don't have a, you know, they don't have an OC. They're rolling with no OC this year. Um, Patricia, I believe, will be calling the plays. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Harvey Elliott been a menace in the midfield early. He's turned it over a couple times, but his energy is just brilliant by Harvey Elliott. Unreal energy. I love it. I love him in the midfield. I think I think he's got to play a lot. Uh, ball's not going to reach Salah there from Fabinho. Uh, we've you know, we've really dominated the game. We just can't find we can't find our chance in the we can't finish our chances. Nat Phillips. Good, Nat Phillips. Keep it in, Nat. Good. Oh, good work by Darwin to keep the ball. And he's fouled. Dirty foul from behind. Okay, but the defense, uh, they're going to be better this year. They lost J.C. Jackson. I think they're going to be better defensively. They have more speed on the field now. 
for the run game. I think they're going to be better defensively. I know J.C. Jackson's tough to, you know, tough to uh, replace, but their defense has been so. They they run such a great system that I don't think I think it's going to be a loss. Not as big as people think, though. I really don't think it's going to be as Darwin Harvey. Oh my goodness, we just can't finish in the we can't finish in the final third. But I think their defense is going to be unreal. More overall speed. So we're going to get to the standouts thus far. Roquan McMillan and Mac Wilson. They're your modern-day linebackers, and that's what the Patriots needed. They rally much faster to the ball than what the Pats have had recently. So they're going to be a lot faster this year, and that's that's scarier to be a lot faster. It's going to be scarier. Um, I can't wait to see the Patriots. I love watching the Patriots' defense. I mean, the Patriots' defense is unbelievably fun to watch. Um, they're going to be very good this year. Ball dinked. Get it, Harvey. Harvey kicks it out. Good job by Harvey. Back to Harvey. Harvey's just all over the ball. Saul on it now. To Darwin. Can't he's shoved down in the box and come on. Oh no. Get there, Nat. Good job, Nat Phillips. And he lost bad touch though. Bad touch by Nat Phillips. Good job to get back though. Uh Tyquan Thornton has been the standout in camp for the receiving core, their rookie. Uh he's given the Pats DBs all they can handle. His big playability will give the Pats a new look in their offense, which they need. Uh, here goes Crystal Palace finally with a chance. Ball in. No way that gets in. Would you clear the ball? Good lordy. Get there, Luz. Luz Diaz. Ah, play a better. Darwin. Love that. By... That's not a foul. That's not a foul. That's not a foul. Uh, his big playability is going to be huge, though. Uh, I love him. He fits what they need. They need a guy that can take the top off the defense, and he is that guy. So that's, you know, we're going to get into my predictions here next. I'm not sold on the Pats this year. I think, you know, I think the offense is going to struggle. You know, we'll get into it. Again, would it shock me if the Pats make the playoffs? Absolutely not, because it's Belichick. My predi- and it's, it's tough to predict that they won't make the playoffs. But that we'll, we'll get into that here. So my second to last NFL season predictions. Let me get a drink before we do this. Good clearance. Okay. So we'll start in the NFC East. And I'm going to have my playoff predictions early. I mean, again, this is so early. This is just what I think could happen. Um, so NFC East. Uh, I have the Dallas Cowboys winning the division at 11-6. and six. I have the Eagles going 9-8. and eight. I don't know what to do about the NFC. The NFC is going to be a lot tougher than people thought. It's going to be great ball. Sawa header. No, right to the keeper. Oh, it should have been another goal. It should have been another goal. We should have three goals here in these first 30 minutes. Golly. What a ball. Alexander Arnold is just unbelievable. What a ball. If he gets it to the back post, it's a goal. If he gets it back post, it is a goal. Oh, God damn, that hurts to see that. Get there, Nat. Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips, man. He's been really energetic, and he's been getting dirty here. I love that. Uh, so Eagles nine eight tough prediction for me. Redskins I have them going eight and nine. Giants five and twelve. No faith in Daniel Jones. Uh, NFC North I got the Packers edging it eleven and six to the Vikings ten and seven. I have the Lions actually going seven and ten. Um, I have the Bears going five and twelve, finishing last. Just don't have faith in their weapons or O line. I love Fields, but I don't have faith in their O line or weapons. NFC South Tampa I have them finishing tied with the best record in the NFL thirteen and four. Saints I'm going ten and seven. Panthers seven and ten, and Falcons three and fourteen. I believe the worst record in the NFL. 
Um, NFC West, Rams going 12 and 5, Niners 10 and 7, Cardinals 9 and 8, and Seahawks 4 and 13. So my playoffs, I'd have Tampa as the one seed. Um, that has got to be a foul. I mean, my word. My, Fabinho's playing some bad balls. Can't do that, Fabinho. And he falls. Oh my goodness, Fabinho's been an absolute disaster. Luis Diaz getting back. Golly. So Tampa finishes the one. I got the Rams the two playing the seven-seeded Saints. Uh, the Packers finishing uh, the third seed playing the six-seeded Niners. And the Cowboys the fourth seed playing the fifth-seeded Vikings. I would have all four top seeds advancing. So Bucks versus Cowboys, Rams, Packers. I'd have Bucks beating the Cowboys, Rams beating the Packers, Bucks, Rams uh, in the NFC Championship, Rams going back to the Super Bowl. So now we get into the AFC. E, the AFC going to go to the East. Can we go down, please? Thank you. AFC East. I got the Bills finishing tied with the best record in the NFL, thirteen and four. I got the Dolphins going nine and eight. Uh, Dolphins going 9-8, Pat, Pat's going 8-9, which is a very scary prediction for me. Here it comes. Oh, my God, he's in. He's in. He's in. Wolford Zaha's in. It's 1-0 Palace. It's 1-0 Crystal Palace. Oh, my goodness. It's 1-0 Palace. Disaster. On the counter. They beat it. They burned us. Wow. I was really, after that Fulham game, I was really scared of what's going on here. 32 minutes in, 1-0 Palace. Wow. Was he off? Great clearance. Great ball by the keeper. He's on. He's on sides. He's way on sides. Nat Phillips couldn't get back. Van Dyke couldn't get back there. Couldn't save by Allison. 1-0 Palace. He's on for sure. Nat couldn't, Nat couldn't play him off. He's on. Oh, my God. What a disaster. What a disaster start to the league. This could be trouble. One point from two. One point from two. This side just doesn't look good right now. Okay. Well, that's just troublesome. So, yeah, Pat's going 8-9, Jets 6-11. and 11. AFC North, I got the Ravens going 11-6, and six, Bengals 10-7, and seven, Steelers 9-8, and eight, and Browns 6-11. and 11. AFC South. And the reason why I'm doing a second to last because I want to see... I want to uh I want to see what happens with Watson. AFC South. Colts 10 and 7, Titans 9 and 8, Jags 7 and 10, Texans 4 and 13. AFC West. All teams with 10 wins. Chiefs 12 and 5, Chargers 11 and 6, Raiders 10 and 7, Broncos 10 and 7. I have the Broncos missing the playoffs though. So the Bills get the one, the two-seeded Chiefs play the Bengals, three-seeded Ravens play the six-seeded Raiders, and the four-seeded Colts play the five-seeded Chargers. I have the Chiefs winning over the Bengals, the Raiders beating the Ravens, and the Chargers beating the Colts. So three AFC West teams in the divisional. Bills, Raiders, I got Bills. Chiefs, Chargers, I got Chiefs. Bills, Chiefs, I got Chiefs again going to the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Rams, Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. That is my prediction as of right now. Chiefs beating the Rams in the Super Bowl. So let's get to some fantasy football talk. Two, love, and I hate using the word hate. It's really wouldn't pick them where they're valued. Or some of them, though, I just don't want to pick at all. Because I'm worried about, you know, when it comes to, like, we'll get to it here. I'll talk about it in a minute. QBs I love, Dak and Lamar. In a regular draft, you're getting, you could probably get Dak in round six, seven. 
Lamar around four or five. Love that. Uh, don't want I don't want Russell Wilson, and I don't want Aaron Rodgers this year. Unless I get Rodgers in round eleven or twelve like last year, I just don't have faith in the weapons right now. Um, so yeah, I would go Wilson and Rodgers, guys. I don't want. Uh, love Najee Harris and David Montgomery. I'm a huge David Montgomery guy. Darwin Nunes a rip. Oh, not good though. Not good. Um, guys, I don't want. I don't want Kamara based on the possible suspension. I don't want Barkley because he can't stay healthy. So those are the guys I, I. I wouldn't take them unless I saw Barkley or Kamara in round four or five. But round one, two, or three, I'm not taking them. Wide receivers: C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to catch a ton of balls, especially how long Godwin could be out. Uh, don't want Tyreek. Just not sure about Tua, and I don't want Debo because if he's going to not want to run the ball more this year, then I I don't I don't want him as much. I think he's better. As, I think he that's what makes him so versatile and so good in fantasy is his running ability. Tight ends: Dalton Schultz going to catch a lot of balls this year from Dak, and Dawson Knox if he can stay. The health does concern me, but Dawson Knox I do like. I don't want Waller. Adding Devontae Adams will his receptions go down. Um, and just the injury concern after last year. He, that's not a foul. That's not a foul. Fabinho. Oh, just plays into a bad space. Robertson gets there, though. Uh, and then Mike Gusecki. Again, not sure on Tua. And now now Tyreek's there with Jalen Waddle. Kind of a tough pick. So here we go. Two boomer bust at each position. So I, the riskiest picks. Guys that could be unreal this year, but guys that you don't know about yet. Jalen Hurts. Can he throw the ball? That's a big question. I don't like that rip from Trent. I don't like that rip from Trent. Darwin, we're just really not looking good right now. Not looking good. It just looks different. And I know we have to adapt because we have Darwin now, but it just looks all different, man. Uh, so Jalen Hurts and Trey Lance are the guys that I think are the riskiest picks. I think both could have unreal years because they can also give you something in the run game, but we're going to have to see how good Trey Lance is, and we're going to have to see can can Jalen Hurts be a real legit quarterback. Again, down the line, here comes Crystal Palace on the counter. Got to get back. Nat Phillips against Zaha. Zaha plays it. Oh, we're in trouble. Shot from distance, though. Bad shot. Um, riskiest for running backs, McCaffrey and Elliott. Elliot, can he find something again? Or is he just done? McCaffrey, the injury concerns. Wide receivers, A.J. Brown and McLaurin, mainly because of who the quarterbacks are. Is Jalen Hurts going to be a guy that can step up and be an unreal passer and be accurate? And Scary Terry's playing with Carson Wentz, so we'll see. Another turnover in the midfield. Liverpool in trouble. Zaha, right to the keeper, though. Uh, tight ends, George Kittle and Waller. George Kittle, injuries. And is Trey Lance going to be really good? Waller, injuries, and the addition of Adams. Will he get the same targets? Five running backs at each position. Darwin makes a great run. No, it's not a foul. It's not a foul, Darwin. Um, Five running backs that could shine if given the chance. Tony Pollard, and he might get the... I think he has the best... On this list, he might be the guy that, you know, will probably get a chance. Into the box, Luis Diaz. Damn it. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, you know, health. Milner. Ball in. To, to, oh, right to the keeper, Milner. They get it out quick again. Here they come. Oh, Trent picks his pocket. 
Plays a bad ball. Sala is fouled. Sala is fouled, ref. What is going on? Oh my lord, Sala is fouled. What is happening? We just look like complete shit. Ball over the top again. You let it come. Uh, A.J. Dillon, you know, Aaron Jones, they're going to run the ball a lot this year with the questions about the receiving core. They have a good O-line. They'll run the ball. Dillon will get touches. Uh, Ronald Jones for the Chiefs. You know, is it Pancheco, the rookie? He's looked good. McKinnon's still there. Edwards Hilaire. It's a tight backfield, but I think Ronald Jones has the most talent out of all of them if he can stay healthy. And Alexander Arnold with a poor ball. Dude, we just don't look good at all. This is not good. Not good at all. Uh, James Cook, the uh, Bears, uh, the Bills rookie. I'm not sold on Singletary. I think Cook could be the starter by four or five, week four or five. Kenneth Walker, if Penny fumbles the ball a lot, Kenneth Walker's going to get a lot of chances. So three guys, and one of these guys is kind of tougher now, that will play either above or go under their ADP. Okay? So I have Dak. He's ranked eighth at quarterback. Dude, they are all over us. Yellow card to Diaz, huh? Is that a yellow card, though? No foul given to Salah on the edge of the box? <sighs> Don't understand that at all. Bad touch. Oh, he just grabbed him after a bad touch. So Dak is quarterback ADP ranked eighth. I think he plays well over that. I think he's top five. Kirk Cousins is fifteen. I think he definitely plays inside the top 15. And I had Zach Wilson. Now, he could be back by week two. They're hoping week one, but it could be week two. He's at 22. Zaha's in again. Allison has to make another great save. I don't know what we're doing, but it does not look good. Zaha is just finding every way in. Well, he's off. No, Van Dyke kept him on. That's on you, Verge. What's he throwing his arms at people for? That's on Virgil. Virgil kept him on side. I think Zach Wilson finishes above 22, though. A lot of weapons. Uh, Kyler Murray's at 5. I think he finishes right outside the top 5. Uh, Jalen Hurts at 7. I think he finishes anywhere from 8 to 12. Aaron Rodgers, 9. I think he definitely finishes outside the top 10. So running backs above. Montgomery's at 17. I think he's going to finish well above that. Pollard's at 30. I think he's near 20. And Kenneth Walker's 38. I think he finishes top 30, to be honest, because I think he definitely... Oh, Sala, have a good, better touch. We look so bad. We look so bad. And, yeah, Kenneth Walker. And then under... Well, Eckler's at two, so it's kind of a given. I don't think he finishes top two. Swift is at eight. I'm torn on Swift. I think he could finish right around there. It may be a little higher. I'm going to go he finishes eight or lower, though. Saquon's at 12. I don't think so, because I don't think he plays. Into Darwin. Nope. We just don't look very good, huh, boys? Looks really, really shaky here. Milner, that's ours. That's a foul. Uh, and then, yeah, Saquon. Uh, receivers. Uh, Darnell Mooney's at 22. I think he finishes inside the top 20. Michael Thomas is 27. Come on. I think if he's healthy, he finishes well higher than that. And Juju Smith-Suchar's 33. He will finish much higher than that. Receivers. Debo at 6. Again, he's not going to run the ball. I'm going to think he finishes lower than six. A.J. Brown's at nine. I think he's right outside the top ten. T. Higgins, I see 11-12. I think he finishes around 15-16. Tight ends. Knox is at ten. I think he finishes inside the top ten. Sala. He's got two defenders. That's a corner. Not a corner. 
yeah, and then Hunter Henry's 18. I think he finishes damn near top 10. And CJ Uzama's 24. I think he finishes top six, top 17, 16 range. Dallas Goddard's at 8. Don't think so. I have him finishing outside the top 10. Cole Komet's 11. Don't think so at all. And, and Joku's 17. I don't think so either. So, yeah, that that's going to do it for this pod. You know, went over a lot. Went deep in MMA. Appreciate uh, Fee gave me some stuff. To, the fantasy football talk came from Fee. Uh, Fletch gave me, he wanted me to talk about the Patriots, so I did that. That was that was really good. I liked that a lot, going into, you know, picking out their offense and, you know, talking about their offense, defense, and some standouts. And then thank you, Tate, for the Bo Nickel uh, segment. I liked that a lot. Uh, hopefully I finish with seven wins in my Premier, uh, my Premier League predictions, but Liverpool's down 1-0, 43 minutes. Uh, is down, the, is down, though. Here we go, another good chance. Sala back to Harvey Elliott. Harvey Elliott right to the keeper. We literally just keep putting it right to the keeper on every shot. We can, we're not we're not putting it right. You know, we're not going near far post at all. Everything's right to the keeper, and it's he's on sides for sure. Darwin should have came back. He had to kind of float it though. Oh, if he lays it for Darwin, it's a goal though. It's a corner. But yeah, so Liverpool wins. I'll finish with seven wins, two losses, one draw, which will get me to uh, thirteen five and three, which is a great start to the Premier League for me. Um, Premier League always a tough, tough one to pick. Not a good corner at all. Harvey's got to get there. He does. Back to Andy Milner. Okay, but yeah, I think I supposed to be back next week. Uh, talking, we'll do more my official rankings. Um, for fantasy, we'll do a bigger soccer talk with transfer the transfer window winding down. We'll do much more soccer talk. Uh, we'll definitely recap the uh, Usman Edwards and Usyk versus Joshua is this weekend. I'm going. I'm going to go I'm going to go Usyk round I'm going to go Usyk decision again. I think it's a close fight. I think it's a better fight. Uh rewatch, I had it uh 8-4, could have been 9-3 for me. I think it's more of a 7-5 tighter fight this time though. That'll be this weekend as well. I won't watch that. Not going to pay the the zone fee for that fight, if obviously if the winner fights Fury, I'll definitely do it, but not not for this one. I, but it, it, you know, I can't wait to find out who wins and then watch the highlights for sure. I love doing that. So, oh, he should have played it to him. Sala should have played it to him. Alexander Arnold, Fabinho, Sala. Sala is just off right now. Sala's off today a little bit, huh? But yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Peace.